Oh my gosh, guys. Hello and welcome to Relax Mal. This is going to be episode number 100. 100. This is the 100th time I've been recording a show for you guys. And I am, I'm happy. I'm excited. And I really don't have much <laughs> really to talk to you, but we're going to be doing, talking, doing, talking, doing, talking, doing something. Anyhow, we're going to have episode 100 today on Relaxed Mail. Hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail, a podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relax Mail. All right, so this is episode number one hundred. Uh, wanted to just kind of reflect a bit this week on what all I have actually learned in the past one hundred episodes. There are several things I've learned, and I've actually got twenty one of them laid out. So we got a blackjack today, but um, it was just it was a time to review, and I was wanted to look back, and I was trying to think of something, you know, a little different to actually do for the 100th episode, because this is actually a big milestone. Very few podcasts actually make it to episode 100. I think they're saying, of course, you know, all internet uh, statistics are uh, made up on the fly. I think they said like 98% of all uh, internet statistics are made up just at that moment. Well... I'm thinking somewhere along the line, it's something, it's a really high number, like 80% of all podcasts don't even make it past episode seven. And then the next big drop off is the 10th episode. Some will make it past seven and they'll carry on three more episodes and then they pod fade out. Then you have uh, another big one is usually around episode 20 and then it just kind of, it gets further and further and further along. Episode 100. Been doing this. We're coming up on, uh, here in another four weeks. We're going to be hitting our, our, uh, 52nd episode and been doing this for actually been doing this for just a little over, uh, almost two years. Pod the site itself. If you've not ever gone to it, this uh, relax mail's actually been going on for since 2017. So we're coming up on four years of the website and coming up on two years for the, for the podcast itself. So I wanted to just kind of, I was trying to think of something fun, something different to do. And honestly, <laughs> I've realized if anything through all this and through all the other social media stuff that I do, I'm a really kind of a, actually a bit of a boring guy. And, but I wanted to, to just kind of review. In with what I've actually learned through doing a hundred episodes so far on the podcast. Now, the first one is I need to put myself out there more. I have hardly done any podcasts on other people's shows. I've done a few on, had a few guests on mine, but I've only done three, four epi- uh, episodes where I've been on other people's uh, podcasts. I need to put myself out there more uh, to help really help build the the base would help me to be able to go out and and talk to other people and there is an issue as to why i haven't done that yet because one i have hit the 100th episode and 
I know that there are a lot of big names out there that I really would love to be on their show. I know that I've now, I've hit that limit where if I wanted to start bringing in some of the little bit bigger names, they see that number of a hundred, a hundred listeners or a hundred episodes out there. And that allows them to know that, Hey, I'm going to be here for a lot longer than just a fly by night. I'm going to do seven episodes. So I'm actually going to be starting to try to bring in a little more higher caliber guests from in from time to time. See if maybe I can get about 12 of them and space them out throughout the, uh, throughout the year. But that doesn't fix the issue of I need to get myself out there and to try to find people who would have me on their show. That which means I've really actually got to do something that I talk about a lot. I've got to step out of my comfort zone and go to people and go, Hey, I would like to be on your show. Would you like, would you mind if I was on your show and I don't know, maybe sit there and do a, a, a show swap where I'm on their show for an episode, then they come on my show or I come on their show or vice versa. But anyhow, that I need to put myself out there more. I need to start doing the ask. And that's one reason, one thing else that I really need to, to learn is to do the ask, ask people a lot more. I have a big issue about asking. I, I, that is, it, well, that's all there is to it. I just, I have a problem asking, Hey, would you, would you like to come over here, come over onto my show? Would you like to have me on your show? Those, those type of things. But also in, just in real life, there's so many times that I could actually ask people for something and I don't. And it's a, it's really kind of, it's frustrating. I am trying to get uh, this uh, business going and to be able to start making money, I actually have to start asking people, Hey, would you like for me to coach you? Hey, would you like to uh, join the brotherhood of men? And if you would like to, uh, yes, on either one of those guys, you can go to relaxmail.com over at the top. You will see work with Brian there. You can actually fill out a, uh, a form and I'll, we'll schedule a time to sit down and actually talk face, uh, face to face, well, not face to face, but on, uh, on the phone, probably uh, through zoom or something like that, where I can actually see you and see your reactions and things like that. Need to start doing that a lot more. And I've got uh, some things that are actually happening on in on my end that I'm really excited about. So uh, there should be a huge change of what I'm talking about, how I'm addressing uh, our topics from now to at the end uh, to this time, one year from now. This should be a huge change and it could be a new change to titles and things like that. Not going to change the name of the uh, podcast itself, but titles as to what I can actually use. So a lot of good stuff. I've actually started trying to put myself out there, uh, but I need to do it a heck of a lot more. Uh, another thing that I actually learned is we really need to let our boys be a heck of a lot more dangerous, doing more dangerous stuff through in their life. Uh, we spend so much time actually trying to protect our boys, trying to protect our children. And we need to let them do more dangerous things. Go see who can jump the farthest on the neighborhood's really incredibly scary, sketchy, uh, bicycle ramp that they, some kid has, has piecemealed together. <laughs> you know, let them climb that tree. Let them, uh, skateboard on the, on the steps. Let them do those things where they are in a group and they're challenging each other, trying to see, can I one up each other? Can, well, he's able to jump. Two foot. I, let's see if I can. I can pop a kickflip and go three foot over. You know, see what they can do. These are things that 
parents were like, oh my gosh, you need to wear a helmet. No, no, don't require them to wear a helmet. Quit, quit that. When they want to ride the bike around the block, let them ride the bike without around the block. That is an element of danger that they can go and stretch their confidence on them. When we have our kids wrapped up in bubble wrap and got three different sizes, helmets on top of helmets on top of helmets, and we've got knee pads on the inside of their clothes, and then we put a bigger knee pad on the outside of their clothes, and we've got you know, shoulder pads on them and, and, and thigh guards and shin guards and, and steel toed shoes. And, you know, we've got a full face mask on them. It's not doing them any good. It's almost, it's to that same line as, you know, Mike Rose safety third. No, they're more, you're more apt to be careful if your life is actually on the line, but the kids, boys themselves in particular need to do dangerous stuff. And that sense of danger, that sense of adventure that goes in with taking a, taking something that's a risk is paramount for men to be successful. So even men, as they get older, we still have that sense of adventure. I don't know. Let's try, but we get, start to go, uh, well, what if I get hurt? Then I won't be able to go to work. And if I don't go to work, then I can't pay the bills. And if I can't pay the bills, then we're going to be homeless. And if we're homeless, then what, my wife's going to think I'm a loser and I'm, she's going to leave me. And, if you really sat to take the time and sat down and talked to your wife, I bet you if she, you were taking a, a, taking a risk on something and there was a chance that it fails, she would probably even say, you know what? I would still be willing to live in a cardboard box as long as you took that chance, as long as you tried living for once. And so many times we want to play it safe. We want to play it small. And all our inner little boy wants to do is just be a wild man for a day, Dad. Go out and try camping for a week and, and pitch yourself and maybe even have a group of friends and pitch yourselves against, you know, Mother Nature herself. Can you survive against Mother Nature? You can if you plan it right. If you just go out there in the middle of winter with just a, just a T-shirt and, and pants and think you're going to survive, Mother Nature is going to teach you a thing or two about how brutal nature really is. So you do you can do it. You can go out there. You can do what you, what you want. You can in, embrace that that danger, that adventure that your body and your soul and your mind is craving. And so let our boys be dangerous. And as those little boys get uh, stay dangerous and they become more more uh, grown up. They were still willing to take more risks and take you know, go on adventures, and they're probably even going to be able to start businesses a lot more readily. They're not going to be him and Han and and wishing that they could t- do something. Instead, they're going to go. Well, let's try. It. Let's see what happens. And they're going to have that that pioneering spirit that actually gets them out. And the third thing I realized uh, and learned through uh through the 100 episodes of the podcast is that audio gets better when you upgrade. I don't know if you actually heard uh if you listen to episode 1, 2, 3 up till I forget exactly, but there's a certain level where my audio it was all right. Wasn't the best, definitely wasn't the worst. I wasn't talking on talk shoe radio or anything. But it was oh okay, barely okay because I was not I didn't even have a microphone or or anything like that to be able to record my audio. So what was I doing? I was using my iPhone. I was just taking my iPhone, holding it up to my mouth, and I was recording my audio and then uh, airdropping it over onto the computer and get it and then doing the editing. And you can still hear how it sounds through on the intro of this, of this podcast, which is something I need to actually go through and change because the message and the spirit of what relaxed mail is has shifted greatly 
from where it was at the beginning, which was supposed to be about men connecting with their boys. And I've actually has morphed. It's changed. It's kind of around, uh, more around stopping nice guys from being nice. Let's see if I can actually take the, take the nice guy that is in a lot of men these days and kick that nice guy to the curb. Tell him we don't need you. We don't want you. Society doesn't care for you. The women in our lives do not want the nice guy. All right. They don't want the jerk either. They, cause a jerk is nothing more than a pissed off nice guy. We, they want a man. They want somebody, a real man, somebody who will take charge, get stuff done and do what they're saying they're going to do and have the ability to say, no, I'm not doing that. I've got other things I have to do right now to be able to do that. You know, those are things that, uh, that are are important in a man's life. And one thing that I ended up doing is I ended up going off and picking up a pod track for, I thought I was went off on a tangent and I sort of did, but <laughs> I ended up picking up a pod, uh, zoom pod track P4 and I had a, a microphone from previous uh, podcast endeavors that I'd done. And so I was able to put everything together and now I've got better sound is it still you know studio quality no no it's not you may hear the 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 aquarium in the background i don't think you can but if you ever hear a weird bubbly splashy sound in in here that's the aquarium that (laughs) that we have in uh, in the, uh, the the living room here where i do my recording so the audio is slowly getting better i realize that you have to invest in yourself you have to invest in what you're wanting to wanting to improve in that's one reason, again, I'm fixing to have some big changes coming up this next year because I took the time to actually invest in myself. I took some of my future and invested it into the now so that I can actually get out and, and have a chance to really make an impact, impact on your, on your lives and the rest of the men in the world to, so that they can actually become the great men that the world is, is needing. Uh, another thing that I learned is that my son is a heck of a lot more popular than I ever was whenever I was growing up. <laughs> uh, back in, I believe it was episode number 34. Don't quote me on that one. Hold up. Let me check. Wow. I'm so wrong. <laughs> it was actually episode number 59 that Jaden is, was in and Jaden is, is my son. He, and I had a, had a conversation with him just to kind of see, introduce him to, to the relaxed male, uh, crowd and, he went off and he told his friends, Hey, I was on a podcast and here, here's where it's at and here's how, where you can listen to it. And I mean, I had a very visible whack, big spike. Now, I don't think many of the guys who listened to that, uh, have his friends who listened to that particular episode stayed and listened to all, all the following episodes. But, you know, still he's, he's been here, been on the show and it's probably the most popular episode that I have on, on the, uh, on, on the show itself. So yeah, my son is more popular than me, which I actually on in all reality, I knew because whenever he's home, there was always somebody knocking on the door. Hey, is Jaden here? 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 No, Jaden's not here. Jaden's been missing for <laughs> the past three hours. So if you happen to see him, tell him he needs to come home. And so he was always out. He always had these friends. He's very, he had a, a very, um, extroverted he's a very extroverted introvert he likes to he has to be around people but at the same time he likes to be by himself from time to time so or he's a very introverted extrovert maybe that's what it is 
but yeah, uh, it, it's, it was good to have him on. I need to get my daughter on too. And sometime I'll be able to trap her here at the house and sit down and do a, do a conversation with him. I also learned that I have a crap ton that I still need to learn. I knew that I don't know enough and I know that there's a lot of stuff that I don't know, but I didn't realize how the greatest, the grand extent of what my ignorance of, of life actually is. The more I look at this, the more things I learn, I'm like, Oh, Oh, I didn't, how does that work? And so I would go down and start going down a particular, uh, rabbit hole and, and somewhere in that rabbit hole, I'd, Oh, well, how does that work? And start going down that. And I eventually I find myself doing something that I would have never, you know, would have never thought I was looking at. But then it was still more information about stuff that I could actually apply. And it's, it's really fun. It's really great. And I enjoy taking the time to be able to learn stuff that I can help to turn around and help show y'all. I'm actually, there's a going to be taking a coaching certification program. And this, that certification program isn't because I don't know how to coach. It's so that I have new tools that I can apply to my certification program. It is absolutely amazing that I'm able to actually get to do this. And that's going to be starting here real soon. Uh, another thing I found that was really neat is I've always liked the movie Forrest Gump. I loved how the, the serendipity of his life would come in and he always wound up landing on his feet. Well, I come to find out there was a kind of a real life Forrest Gump back in the, uh, back in the early colonial days. Uh, his name was, uh, Timothy Dexter and he was, had a barely a second grade education, couldn't write well at all. Yet he wrote a, a book that people had a very hard time being able to read because he wrote phonetically. And so the, the words were not correct. And it was just, you had to look at it and go with what he I don't understand what he's saying, but he was undereducated and ignorant as the day was long, but yet somehow because he wanted to become wealthy so bad, he was still, he was able to do so. He actually was able to prove that, through his actions that the laws of attraction actually come about. He actually, anything that his neighbors who absolutely hated him about would take, suggest him, you know, take bed warmers, you know, the things that the big giant uh, pans that you put hot coals in and then clamp it up, uh, clamp it up and stick it between the sheets to warm your bed up before you jump into uh, uh, New England winter, uh, night, which didn't have much insulation and we get really freaking cold. Well, he sent a whole bunch of those down to the Caribbean and because on a suggestion of his quote unquote friends or frenemies or however you want to look at them. And guess what? Because he believed in that they would sell, they sold, they weren't being sold as bed warmers. They were being sold as ladles for molasses. Uh, he did that again with by, you know, going around and collecting all the stray cats in the, in the, the town that he lived in, sent them down to, to the Caribbean thinking, oh, they ain't going to need that. Well, they have the cats arrived in the middle of a rat infestation. Uh, he sent coal to the richest coal, ca- uh, district of, of England on a, on a suggestion. And guess what? He sold them all because the guy and sold it at a premium because the, before the ships arrived, the workers at the coal mines went on strike. So, I mean, you, he just always landed on his feet. So it was really cool to learn that there was actually a real life Forrest Gump running around in history. His name wasn't Forrest Gump. It was actually Timothy Dexter. 
Something else that I actually learned was that I am learning more and more about how men actually talk and how men communicate with each other. And you're going, well, dude, you're a guy. You should already know that. No, I was a nice guy. Nice guys communicate in passive forms. They communicate in aggressive forms. They communicate in passive-aggressive forms. And I was very good at that passive-aggressive communication. I was very good at the passive communication and I would hem and haw and talk around in circles so that I didn't actually say what I was wanting to say so that people would try to read my mind and answer what they can get so I could get what I wanted without actually having to ask them. Instead, men talk to each other in a very direct way. Hey, I need you to go get the uh, envelope out of the, out of your car. All right. Instead of going, Hey, you know, that thing in the car, do you mind? You know, I'm, I'm really needing this. You know, and just not saying directly, not speaking directly, speaking assertively. And I still struggle with it. There's still times that I'll be talking to, uh, talking to somebody and I will realize that I am just meandering my words around, not saying directly what it is. And I'll have to cut myself short and go, let me try that again. And say it in a direct fashion. And it's first off, you save so much time just talking directly, guys. You can get so much more done if you're willing to just say, hey, you go there, pick this up, take it there. Or, or, hey, you, I need you over here in 15 minutes. No, I need you now. Get here. Kick it. Start, you know, move your tail. When you do that, that type of stuff, you actually get people to respond to you better. Now you're not being an aggressive. It's like I said, get over here and I need you to, you know, and being in an aggressive form is nothing more than a nice guy with a chip on his shoulder. So you don't want to be an aggressive bully. That is not a, uh, an effective form of, of communication. An effective form of communication is speaking in an assertive manner. And so an assertive t- style. And so that you actually say what needs to be done in, to get it done. And I'm learning that I didn't do that much. But I am getting better at that as the, uh, as each, uh, with each new episode and as I continue to interact and work with other men. It's, uh, it's actually a lot more, uh, a lot cooler and a lot better than what I ever thought was possible. Another thing I realized was that I knew I was a nice guy from you know, way before. I always thought, I always prided myself. I was a nice guy, a nice guy, though nice guys always finish last. And then I, realized, hey, you know what? Nice guys really don't finish last. Nice guys are kind of jerks. And then I found out, and I went off and read Robert Glover's No More Mr. Nice Guy, a proven plan for getting what you want in love, sex, and life. Read that, and I was like, holy freaking crap. I was not just a nice guy. I was a freaking huge nice guy. I was the, probably the nicest of the nice guys. I It was terrible. And as I read through there, I mean, I saw so many resemblances and I identified so much, especially the one where he talks about how nice guys often develop a resentment from the lack of sex that they have with their wife. And I was, I was that guy. I was walking around for a good, almost 10 years of my, of my marriage where I was just, she just, Trying to figure out why she didn't want to sleep with me. Why does she not want to do this? Why? What is it that? Why does she avoid every, do everything else, but she doesn't want to sleep with me? I tried. I do the uh, do the laundry. I'll do all, anything that she asks, and I I bring home you know bring home 
uh, I'm gone sacrificing myself for, you know, days at a time and still not getting any. Why, why, why? Well, come to find out it's because I'm a freaking nice guy. Women don't want to sleep with a nice guy. A nice guy is a person who sucks the energy, sexual energy, the you name it. They suck all that energy out of their mate, out of their wife and their spouse. And it's it's not a return on investment. While I was sitting there thinking that it was her fault, to come to find out it was me. It was my fault. Yeah, I'm still am struggling with some of the uh, some of the lasting mantras that I st- had created as to justify why my wife didn't want to have sex with me. I still fa- I still fight with those, but it was it was just you know it was it's not a good thing, and this is one reason why I am on such a crusade to try to get rid of the nice guy because these guys you guys who are struggling with that same type of event where you think you know where you're one of those who sits there and thinks that uh laughed at the joke that you probably heard before that uh wedding cake lowers a woman's libido by 98 percent you know that that type of joke that was brought on because there are a bunch of nice guys out there where you think you have more sex, you find out you have more sex before you married than after you married. Well, that's because after you're married, you're trying to be the freaking nice guy and you're not doing, you're not feeding her the masculine energy that she actually needs. You're just being this nice guy and you're being reserved and you're playing it safe. So maybe she'll throw you some, some booty crumbs later on down the road. It doesn't work. It ends up with her being being holed up, not not finding you attractive, trying to find ways in her world to make herself as unattractive as possible, and then you are getting mad because she's still not, even though you're she's putting on on pounds, you're still looking at her going, "Well, I love you still." Well, you're that you're not helping matters, Andy, dude. You've got to be able to, you've got to change how you are. You've got to get rid of that nice guy and start letting her have her time to work on herself. And that what brings me to the next thing that I actually learned is that my wife actually doesn't want to be fixed. If she decides she finds something that she wants to change, it has to be her idea. Your idea is not going to work. So if you see her see that she's packing on a few extra pounds and you go up to her and go, Hey honey, hey, I've got, uh, I'm fixing to start going to the gym. You ought to come along with me and pat her, whack her on the butt. Yeah, she's going to take that uh, gym membership and she's going to shove it up a very small hole that is very tender. And you don't want that. There is a phrase called reading, uh, listening with your elbow. And that's where you're like listening to a podcast or something. You hear something that you're, you think would apply to your wife and you're like elbowing her in the side going, Hey, yeah, did you hear that? Did you hear that? That's listening with your elbow. Stop doing that, guys. Stop it. All right. Take the lessons that you learned from that and figure out how you can apply that to your life. All right. Thinking, uh, thinking that your wife needs to change something in her life is going to end in failure. It's going to end in frustration. If you actually want her to change something, change yourself. Show her the benefit of what you're wanting to do. You sitting there being a fat, lard, lard gorilla on the couch watching a uh, football game or basketball game and then going, yeah, I wish you, I wish you were, had a tight toned body again there, sweetheart. Well, 
she really kind of wishes that you had a nice fit body yourself. So get up off the, off your duff, turn the damn television off, go to the gym, start working on the muscles, get yourself into shape, get her to where she sees you and goes, Oh, he's a, he's, he's manning up a little bit. He's looking a little nicer. He's looking a little more in shape. He's getting a little handsomer looking. Uh Oh, he's getting handsomer looking. He, uh, he may leave me. I better get my butt into gear. I may start trying. I need to start doing stuff. And you're going, your actions will lead her into achieving the results that you would actually kind of like for her to do. And you're doing it by leading. You're taking the initiative. You're taking the time. You're taking what you needs to be done and actually take those and, and show folks how it's supposed to be, how it's supposed to be. And you're showing them the benefits. And that's the big thing most of us guys do not do. We're like, yeah, we'll allow you to lose some weight. Well, that's a very minuscule part of the benefits. The other benefits of it being that she is, has more energy that she feels better about herself. She can walk by a mirror with no clothes on and be okay with looking at herself like that. So you poke your head in the wind in the bathroom while she's taking a shower, instead of her covering up, she may actually kind of laugh and open the curtain and invite you into the shower with her. There are a lot of those things that can happen. If you take the time, to start improving yourself, making yourself become the manly guy. And how do you do that? You do that by following the four pillars of the relaxed male, working on your mind, your body, your soul, and building your community. Also learn that marriage is far from perfect. Yeah, I've been married for 25 years. Doesn't mean that it was a nice, smooth road that just went on for miles. No, there was lots of twists and tur- curves and, and lots of drops. And there was times where... Things got really shaky and we dodged a bullet here or there. And there was, it's, it got to, there was a couple of times where the marriage was a little bit on the iffy side. And there's times where we had talked about how one side wasn't happy and I would not, I wouldn't talk about that. I would, and the reason why that marriage is far from perfect and the reason that we were having problems was because of my nice guyness. I didn't want to handle, I couldn't handle emotionally the rocking of the boat i I could have stated hey this is uh, i see this as a problem but instead of stating that i was i don't want to rock the boat i'm not going to make her mad i don't want to what if she gets mad i mean she leaves well that's going to be bad well dude if she's not happy she's going to leave also marriage is far from perfect but one of the things about marriage is that you have to have you're going to have to have conflict in your marriage you're going to have to have those discussions, those hard questions, the ones where, yeah, she's going to get a little pissy about it. And you're going to have to be able to be there and be okay with her getting mad. Yeah, it feels weird. It feels awkward. It feels messy. And it messes with my gut. Something fierce. I can't stand it when my wife is upset. And I immediately turned to little boy mode and want to go over there and try to help her to not be upset and try to calm her down instead of just letting her be upset and and go through their set of emotions. Marriage is not perfect. You're not going to have sunshine and rain, rainbows and unicorn farts all the time. Yeah, there's a lot of beautiful, wonderful times because the next thing I learned was that marriage is all worth the effort. Can you, is it perfect? Will this marriage last for, uh, for the next 30 years? I don't know. It'd be really cool if it did, but you are not going to find out unless you actually put in the effort. And so you have to decide, is that marriage actually worth it? Well, I think my 25 years so far has been pretty worth it. So you have to keep 
doing things you have to keep trying to improve and it's not that you're trying to improve your wife it is you trying to improve yourself your wife will improve herself when she again sees that you are doing the work that you need to do also i've noticed that i have a crap ton of work to do uh, not just on myself but i have a lot of work to do on the business uh, there's so many things that i have done haven't done i have let my schedule just go to complete and total crap uh, writing, as you probably have noticed, blog, blog wise has just flown out the window. I've got, I've been needing to get a tree cut up and stuff for the past month and a half. And I have yet to actually get, uh, get all that cut up and put up and put away so that it's ready to go. I have, I, what I'm going to have to do is I'm just going to eventually have to say, no, I can't do crap until I get. X done and then get this done and get this done and get this done. Do I really need to have all seven days to be able to get stuff done? Honestly, right now it almost, it feels like it because once I get the, uh, the tree done and I start getting, uh, the certification taken care of and I'm, uh, able to maybe start bringing in a little bit more money, then guess what? I have got to be able to have some time to be able to put up a fence and from the fence, there's something else that's going to, I need to get the house worked on. And there's a lot of things I've let go on the house. I mean, I haven't touched the yard in a month and a half because I've been doing other stuff. It's just, it's always something. Boom, boom. We got to go here. Got to go here. Got to go here. Got to go here. I'm going to have to actually end up saying, no, I can't. I'm staying. There's a lot of work that I have to do. I've got work on the website that I have been wanting to do for the past six months and I have yet to touch it. Why? Because again, I don't have the time. Now I can make more time and I will be making more time. I've got, uh, got to do some uh, technology purchases to actually start getting more time available down the road. And so once that happens, then things might start leveling out and I will have more time to get other stuff done. But uh, all in all, I have got a lot of work to do and I am not getting it done. And so this is something that I need to be working on on myself. And I have, uh, I've made progress, but I've still got a crap ton of progress that I still have to make. Uh, the second thing or next thing I learned was that I really loved Love coaching, not loved, but I really love coaching. I enjoy the hell out of coaching. The people that I have coached, I enjoy meeting them, getting to know them and celebrating their wins, crying with them on their, on their defeats and just the whole everything about that. Uh, I just, I love coaching. There was, uh, about, oh, I guess six, maybe eight months ago. I actually, without even realizing it did an exercise on myself where I was like, I was kind of getting really frustrated with, with how things on in the business were not going anywhere. And so I was like, all right, so what happens if I just scrub my hands of, of the relaxed mail and just said, screw it. I'm just going to stay sitting in a truck and I'm just going to drive until I can't drive no more. And the sense of fear, dread, sorrow that I came up and that formed because I actually took the time to think that and to take the time to re- sense those emotions and let those emotions spill gave me very clear indication that no, uh, coaching is where I'm supposed to be. Coaching is where I need to be. This is what my calling is. I like coaching so much that I just, I can't stand not doing it. I've been doing it pretty much in some form, fashion or another, and not even realizing it for a good chunk of my life. 
coaching is what I like to do. Coaching and being able to help people to change their, their views of the world is something that the, the world needs. And this is what God set me down for. Uh, kind of touched on it b- before, but my, I've let my schedule get so far out of hand. I have not been able to get podcast or I get podcasts done, but a lot, sometimes, some weeks, that's all I get done. And so I'm going to have to start making some changes to myself and changes to what my schedule are to get, uh, to be able to get my schedule under control. Uh, next one is kids are just flat out amazing. I've been able to the past uh, hundred episodes. I have sat down, gone to like the park when the kids were all playing and watch the kids just interact and just watch boys be boys and being the, the wild heathens that they are is just an amazing thing. And watching the girls, how they interact with each other and then watching how the girls and the boys interact with each other and then watching, you know, as those kids grow up and, and interact with each other as, as they're getting older, the whole means of growing up is simply an amazing and awe-inspiring process. And then to watch those kids as they step out on into the real world themselves. And are, you see the fear and the angst and the anxiety in parents as those kids step out into the real world and hope that they don't, and their parents hope that the world doesn't eat them whole and spit them out in a, in a snarled mess. And sometimes it does, but if those kids can get back up and do it again, you know, you've got your winner. You know, you've taken care of uh, those kids properly and those boys are still willing to, to, Take it, take on the world as that wild heathen that they were is it's a, such a beautiful thing. And I just enjoy watching kids gotten around where I just find kids just absolutely amazing. Next one is the red pill and the men pill and the men going their own way movement is such a victim mindset. These guys don't have a freaking clue. They have just given up and that is the worst form of failure. They, yeah, they got handed a bad, bad deal, but because they are not willing to let go of their nice guy way, screw those women. I'm going on my own way. I am not about to try to get married again. We're going to have a rash of men dying at a sanely early age because they did not want to be married. They said, screw that, screw their, their own health, screw their own mental, uh, mental sanity. And just, they're going to go on their own way. It's really, it's a sad, sad state of affairs. But, you know, if they that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. I'm going to try to convince them that, hey, that's not the right uh, direction. And the only way I can do that is through my own, uh, through my own, own mission of, of relaxed mail. Another thing that I learned, thanks to the guys over at uh, Operation Tears of the 22, is that our vets need help. Uh, we lose 22 vets uh, a day every year. That's 8,000 vets that die at their own hands. And that is 8,000 vets, way too many. There are reasons as to why. And you talk to somebody and they will all come up with a, their own reason as to why we have such a problem with those vets. It's PTSD. It's uh, we train them to be killers, but we don't train them to be civilians. We, we, uh, teach them to disconnect from their emotions. And so they never know how to connect. Uh, we war is going through war, not going through war peacetime. A lot of vets have a lot of problems and it's a, uh, it's an issue that needs to be addressed. And I'm glad to be tied in with the, uh, with the guys at operation tears of the 22. They are doing some, 
They're still brand spanking new, but they are catching uh, attention of a lot of people really fast, really quick. It's just amazing to watch these guys take off. It's just how they do it. I don't know, but they, it, God has definitely, uh, have blessed them with, uh, with a, with a mission and they are running with it. So if you have a chance, go to tearsof22.com and, uh, and seek them out, learn more about them. Uh, there's going to be places for you to be able to donate here pretty soon, as soon as they get their uh, 501c3 uh, designation. Another thing I learned is consistency is the key. The website, the 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 website itself, the viewers have been going up, and once my schedule got completely out of whack and I wasn't able to write to the uh, write weekly. Uh, to the uh, to the blog and get the podcast out and and do the the Monday video, you saw I was getting up to where I was hitting about sixty five seventy five views a day, and now it's down to again to about forty. Consistency needs to stay there. Now the podcast is still going and the podcast is growing. It's not you know it's not meteoric. It's no uh, hockey stick lift off, but it's a nice. It's still up and to the right every uh, every month. It's just it's a little more up and a little more right. There's a couple of places where I screwed up on on stuff, and so it may it dropped down a little bit. But to the next uh, next month, you saw that it was still actually still in that tra- general trajectory of up and to the right. That is because of consistency. You have to be consistent. You have to be consistent in everything. If you're going to be consistent with trying to improve the relationship with your wife, you have to stay consistent with be improving the relationships with your wife. If you're going to improve yourself, you have to make sure that you, and get yourself into shape. You need to be doing exercises and working on your body and eating right in a consistent manner. You have to do things with consistency. Repeat. Do the action, rinse, repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat over and over and over again. And you think, oh, my God, we're not going to make it. And things are going to go horrible. And guess what? You're going to look in the mirror and go, holy crap, who's that dude? And find out that you look a heck of a lot better. You're, you got a lot more a lot more muscle tone. Your shoulders are a little broader. You, you're you're carrying yourself a little taller. You're, you look, you, damn, dude, you look good. That's because consistency is the key. It's not getting instant results. It is keeping at it when you don't see the results the following day. Just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. And then before you know it, all of a sudden you've got reached your goal and you've passed your goal and you've gone three miles down further past your goal before you even realized, oh, wait a minute, that's where I needed to be back there. Well, let's keep going then. Consistency. Be consistent. That builds your integrity. When you are consistent, if you're consistently being able to provide the same philosophies to your life, that's a good thing. You're developing the integrity. To have integrity, you have to have consistency. Have a vision. Know what you're wanting to do with yourself. If you don't know, take the time. Sit down. Figure out what it is you want to do with yourself. Take that. Get that vision seated firmly in your in the front of your mind so that as you are going out and you're doing what you want to do you're going to make sure that you're heading towards that direction are you are you getting closer to what your ultimate goal is my ultimate goal is owning some land in texas and having you know having a a great place where i can enjoy my life and be able to have men over and and have events and things like that but to be able to do that i have to have that vision what does it look like and I've got that. 
The second to last, uh, number 20, the 20th item that I learned is you can love anybody you choose to. There are so many people that typically I would have just barely seen. But in the past couple years, I don't, I do more than just see them. I actually look at them and I see the beauty of humanity that is shining through their, through them. You see the guy in on the forklift and he is, he may look a little rough, but he is again, he's just a human making his way through life. He is just doing what he has to do to may, be able to make it through the, through the day. And there is absolutely something beautiful in that struggle. The struggle has beauty in it. The work that a man does has immense beauty in it. Men who are able to smile, men who are able to cry, men who can't help but cry, men who are feel that they are beaten. There is still beauty in that. There's You can choose to love anybody. You can choose not to love anybody. It doesn't matter. It, it's completely upon your shoulders. You can choose to love your enemies if you want. And that's a tough one to do. I'm not there yet, but I'm trying. But as if you can take the time and you can look and you can look at people and look at their, look at them in the eyes, they're doing their, going through their day. You will actually see those little sparks of beauty of humanity as they are trying that homeless guy that's on the corner of the street. He's still a human. He is doing what he can to just find something to eat. Something to soothe the turmoil of his life. You can either see that as something of beautiful beauty, or you can see that as something to pity. I don't pity it. I, I think what he's doing is, is beautiful. He's, and because of that, I have no problem sharing my food with him. Going, hey, man, here, I, all I've got is my is uh, a bologna sandwich here. Uh, I went ahead and made one for you. I hope you, hope you enjoy. I hope you can apply that and give that to a friend if you don't want it, you know. Being able to reach out and touch that human for being a human. That's, that's, that's one of the great, uh, great things that you can, you can witness in your own heart. And uh, it's, it's amazing, really. The 21st thing is that there is beauty everywhere. Yeah, it went mushy in a big hurry there, didn't it? But there is from the spider web that, that's hanging in front of my window to, to the uh, the struggle of everyday life, to the 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 way the grass moves in the uh, in the wind. There's beauty if you take time to look at it, but that's the trick, isn't it? It's to take the time to actually look. So many times we have lo- the river of life carry us downstream, and before we know it, ten years have passed. And you're going, holy crow, I, my son was just, he was just 13 just yesterday. Now he's 23 He's and he's left the house. Where did that time go? I was going to do stuff with him and I never did. Well, take the time to observe the beauty around you and you will see opportunities to, to enjoy life. 
And so that's what I, that's the 21st item is that there's beauty everywhere. And with that, guys, I want to go ahead and I'm going to let you go. I thank you very much for listening. That was the 21 items that I have learned in the past 100 episodes. And because of, uh, because this is the 100th episode, know that next week will be the 101st and things will be, uh, going, going back to, uh, to what we normally talk about. I am going to be, uh, trying to expand some, uh, some of the, uh, the, content of the show just a hair bit see what else i can do see if i can start trying to mix stuff up because right now it's just kind of me sitting there talking you know and it's it, yeah all right yeah i'm throwing out some information but is it being helpful well i hope it is and if it is being helpful i appreciate it if you found this uh, podcast to be of, of use of, of value just ask that you share it out share it out to on your facebook twitter instagram wherever it is that you are on you can share this out. I've got uh, link uh, buttons on each podcast ep- or each episode where you can actually just click on it and share it out to those places. Your your share th- share it with the rest of the guys in in your community. That way, they see that hey, there is this show called the Relaxed Male, and it's helping guys to realize that the nice guy is not helping you. It's not helping you become relaxed. If you want to be relaxed, you're going to have to become a real man and to be able to be, be the real man. And you start taking, taking the initiative to do those things that are, you find scary gives you those times to where you can actually kick back, relax and enjoy life. And that's what the relaxed male is all about. We want to enjoy life and be look back and see how successful we were. And we've made those goals and we've made the successes that we've made. And we are such a greater and wonderful men because of that. So guys, with that, I'm going to let you go. Thank you again for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, bye.